Blog Talk Radio. tonight and here's Alan. Hey, how you doing so far tonight, Matt? Thanks for filling in. Hey, no problem, man. I'm glad to be here. Um got a lot of NFL talk to talk about tonight. Super excited about it. And um thanks for inviting me back, man. I appreciate it. Oh, you're very welcome. It's always great and honor to have you on the show and definitely been a, a big help to the Alan Aaron Sports Talk Radio show. We really appreciate you. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. So um, let's talk about this Super Bowl thing, man. Uh, there's this game happening in Tampa. Uh, what's your thoughts on it? Yeah, that's a, it's a big thing. I'm so proud of the Bucks for making it so far to this point and representing Tampa Bay. It's a big, big time for here in Tampa. The fact that the Bucks made it and being the only team to play at home in the Super Bowl, host and play in it, that's remarkable. It makes me feel proud that I live in Tampa, you know, and with them making it, it was not easy. There had to be some tough teams. And I I really think of I, – I like the Bucks' chances to win this game. I really do. It's not going to be easy, but I like I like the Bucks' chances in winning this game. And I'll go through them with you in a few, but I wanted to get your thoughts on it as well. Um, I'm super excited. And um, let's just think about this. Tom Brady – goes to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Everybody said he was too old. Um, He's washed up. His arm's not good enough. Blah, blah, blah. We heard so many things that, you know, Tom Brady's the luckiest guy on the face of the earth. Everything he does is luck. You know, it's not luck, folks. The guy really wants to win. He took a team-friendly deal. Remember this, Alan? $25 million a year. He only took $25 million. I mean, $25 million, that's just a lot of money, right, Alan? I mean, yeah, yeah, I know, right? <laughs> I mean, $25 million, I mean, oh, that's a deal. But you got the probably the greatest, one of the greatest team sport players in the history of modern sports. And you know what? Honestly, he's got six titles, so does Jordan. I mean, if you think about it, I, I mean, I don't want to do like a Tom Brady, you know, Jordan comparison necessarily – but look at the way Tom Brady leads a team of 53 guys, you know, offense and defense. And he leaves New England because he doesn't have enough weapons. And he knew something was going down. He didn't like it. And he's like, I'm going to go to a team that's going to listen to me. Kind of like when we're going to talk about this Sean Watson in a few minutes, kind of like what his situation is right now, at least just listen to me. And, Tom Brady comes down to Tampa, and guess what? They are hosting the first ever home Super Bowl. Tom Brady makes history once again, Alan. Yeah, and and you're absolutely right. You, it cannot be understated how much of an impact Tom Brady made to the Bucks. Just first and foremost, with Tom Brady, his resume coming over to the Bucks was huge because. You can tell the culture of the Bucks changed. You know, some of the good players and some of the great players on the team already 
were like, hey, if we don't win with this guy on the team, then it's on us. You understand? This guy is a proven winner, and you could tell by the culture. The beginning of the season, the team was making a lot of the foolish penalties, false starts, offsides, personal fouls. They were making a lot of those those silly penalties that you, you don't usually make in, in for the Patriots. Very rarely did that happen. But the Bucks were doing it very often, and he started getting on them like, hey, you cannot make these mistakes if you want to win championship games. It's just you cannot. And he changed the culture of the team. He brought a winning attitude to the Bucks. It took a while for it to materialize. But, yeah, the guy's a winner. And you're absolutely right to your point. I think reason what made Tom Brady leave, he's not going to probably go on record and say it, is the fact that, like you said, they didn't want to listen to him. They started taking him for granted, started saying, okay, if you leave, we can just fill somebody else in the spot. You're a system guy, and we can do fine. As you can see, he's not just a system guy you can just plug and play in. They got Cam Newton, a very, very big name, even more athletic than Tom Brady. Got Probably, I would say, even a stronger arm than Tom Brady at this point in his career. But it, the accuracy is not there, and a lot of things or pieces are not, are not there for Cam as they are for Tom. Tom Brady in that first half against the Packers played, played phenomenal football. His quarterback, that light little touch he had on the football, I mean, he played outstanding in the first half. I was like, this guy, any pass that was dropped in the first half was not on Tom Brady. It was on the receiver because they were right there on the money. And the second half, I felt as if, he got a little too I, – I felt as if the Bucks had a little too pass-happy. They should have ran the ball a bit more, but it worked itself out, and the Bucks won. Kudos to Tom Brady. My question to you is, how do you think Bill Belichick is taking this? Oh, man. Uh, um, I don't, I don't, here's the thing with Bill Belichick. I don't think he – he's really, like, hating what's happening in this situation – one, he had like eight or nine COVID opt-outs, mostly on the defensive side of the ball. So, I mean, that that's a major factor as well. Um, if you look at it, too, he had to replace the Tom Brady. How do you replace the GOAT? I mean, you you can't just <laughs> replace him. Um, you can't draft. And think about it. It was a COVID year. And, and, and I go back to the Bucks for a second, too, Alan. You know, the beginning of the season, there was a lot of false start penalties, personal fouls. I remember the Chicago Bears game where they got down to like a yeah. third and like almost 40 or something because they had like two bad um, personal foul penalties and a holding. It was really bad. But if you think about it, there was no preseason. You didn't have four games to practice. Um, you didn't have, you know, where they could work on the offense, you know, see what Tom Brady was more comfortable with. And it turned out Bruce Arians is like, you know what? Let Tom beat Tom and let's just win games. You know, don't reinvent the wheel. Let's just do this thing way Tom has won. Tom's won six Super Bowls. And the most recent ones is because of Tom Brady. Now, the first one and the second one, eh, maybe you know, a little bit of both, Bill Belichick and Tom Brady. But Tom Brady, he elevates. I think they won 11 games last year with, with the Patriots. Yeah. Look at him. I mean, I'm not saying these professional players are terrible, but look what he was working with last year. It was nothing. 
and he was eleven and five, I think, last year with the with the Patriots. Went to the playoffs. They they, they lost to the playoffs. I get it, but Tom Brady switched the seven and nine bucks to the eleven and five bucks. Won three playoff road games. Three. He knocked off. <laughs> he knocked off some really yeah. good quarterbacks. Aaron Rodgers, um, Drew Brees. Um, now the Redskins game. I mean. I mean, that's, that is what it is. I mean, they were a division champ, and I think their defense is pretty good in Washington. They're up and coming. I expect great things out of Ron Rivera. And, and I'm sorry, the Washington football team, whatever they're, whatever they're going to be called next year. <laughs> trying to figure that out still. But I think that um, Tom Brady has brought a winning culture, which what Bruce Arian said, to the Buccaneers. They need – God bless Jameis Winston. I mean, the, the dude's young. I, I wish him success. Like, Jameis Winston was not going to bring the Buccaneers to the playoffs, much less a Super Bowl appearance. The quarterback yeah. position is the most important position in any team sport, any of them. If you don't have a quarterback, either on a rookie deal where you can surround him and the, and the defense with weapons, or a, even a team-friendly deal like Brady does, you have zero chance, or unless you have a Hall of Fame type quarterback like maybe Aaron Rodgers or even a Drew Brees, you have zero chance of getting or even thinking about winning the Super Bowl in this time. You're absolutely right. I mean, the thing about it is quarterback play is so huge in the NFL, and it, it makes it makes a huge difference. As you see with Tom Brady, the team was up big at halftime. Like, you would not think the fact that they played the Packers already early in the year and really put a beat down on them that they would have had such a big lead at halftime. And they were in great – and playing them in Lambeau. But Tom Brady made goat-like throws. I watched that first half, and I watched with my son, and I was like, my goodness, this guy had that flow pass working. He was on – he was on point, making every pass when he needed to make it. And there was about two or three guys that dropped passes that were right there, too, where I said, that's not on Tom, that's on you. And Brady's got zip on that ball, too, Alan. Brady has He not does. He still has it. zip on that ball. I mean, the, the only time where he shows his age a bit is when he is throwing it downfield sometimes. He does show his age. He either overthrows a guy he mostly overthrows, then I would say underthrows. But, man, he made some beautiful throws in the first half. And then you see the, that that was goat plays. And then in the third and fourth quarter, he was calling a lot of the plays. I felt as if they were up pretty big. I felt as if they needed to do a long drive and run the ball more. They, In my opinion, they got a little too pass happy. And it was started. It started to get close because he he threw three picks in the the second half, and I started to get nervous because I was like, oh man, you know the Bucks are going to implode here. But then the goat showed up again, and he made the clutch throws when he needed to. Not all the way down the field. Just you need to get first down. He played for the situation. You need to get first downs, and you need to do th- safe. Efficient throws, you know, five, seven-yard throws, and let the guy get the yardage. And he did that. Most cases, somebody misses the throw, throws a pick, 
overthrows the ball, throws it too hard, tips off his hand, interception, or they throw it down the field when you don't need to. He made the Hall of Fame plays when he needed to. They close the deal. They win the game. And then and the game's over. But, man, yeah. and, that was and I looked game. And I looked at three interceptions, Alan. Two of those interceptions were almost like punts. He threw it deep down yeah. the field, and they were picked. So it wasn't necessarily – I mean, is there really a good interception or a bad interception, I guess you could say? They weren't <laughs> – they weren't necessarily bad. I think they were like third down throws. So he was pretty much saying, if I'm going to throw it down the field, if they pick me, then those are punts. Think about it. I mean, that's what he was doing. It, that's the beauty of it. Was he was like, I want to take this down deep down the field, see if I can knock these guys out and finish this thing off. They didn't work out, which is fine. But they were, they were long interceptions. So, hey – we just punted to you as well. We did. And so, and yeah. People were looking at Aaron Rodgers, Allen. That Aaron Rodgers is this great quarterback. And you know what? I think he is a great quarterback. But at the same time, he had three, they had three interceptions there, Allen. Three times they stopped Brady in the second half. Three and outs, three and out, three and out. They got nothing. So, if you want to be considered the greatest, one of the greatest, of all time as a quarterback, you need to go down there and win. Not only that, on that third down where the field was wide open, I think Aaron Rodgers was scared because the Buccaneers' front four continued to beat him up the entire game, and he was not willing to run on that third down, which led to fourth down because he threw the ball into the dirt. And then his coach decided to kick a field goal. Now – could have it been a little bit different, and they got the ball back and went down the field and scored a touchdown and won the game? Yeah, it could have been different. But you know what? Decisions have consequences, and Aaron Rodgers is now the same record as Donovan McNabb in NFC Championship games, one and four. Isn't that interesting? Yeah. The same record as Donovan McNabb, former Eagles quarterback. Now, Donovan didn't win a Super Bowl. He lost in the Super Bowl. I think it was to the Patriots, actually. He lost that Super Bowl, too. So, same, same record. So, I think it's time for Aaron Rodgers. He was upset. I get it. The first time he had an opportunity to ever host an NFC Championship game at Lambeau Field. And, honestly, he got embarrassed. Yeah, I, I, was, I, I definitely saw his press conference after the game. He was very, very upset. He was upset. And I, I think there was a couple of reports that people felt as if he choked. I wouldn't say he choked this game. Uh, what I think happened was you got to give the Bucks a lot of credit. Their defense was on point. That's what you have to do when you're playing a guy like Aaron Rodgers. They, made, they disguised a lot of their, their rushes. They disguised – they only had four guys rushing, and they were effective with the four guys rushing. They dropped a lot in coverage. And what I think happened with Aaron is that if he would have ran on that play, I don't think he gets a touchdown, but I do think he gets it down to about the second, the second, the second or third yard line. And, and he got a little gun shy, as you mentioned, to your point, 
for running because he was getting hit a lot in that game. But another thing that I felt as if that Aaron fell victim of, which a lot of quarterbacks in the league fall victim of, is that he fell in love with his number one receiver a little too much. Yep. Devontae Adams was covered during that play. I was actually watching the game, and I was even telling my son, the ball's going to go right here to Devontae Adams. They basically ran that same play they ran against the Rams, where Devontae Adams would go to the right and the left, and they were going to try to throw him a quick pass to get the score, but the Bucks sniffed the play out. De- Devontae Adams was covered. I mean, yes, he's the number one receiver, but I felt as if Aaron was trying to force it to him too much down in the red zone. And it was making it too obvious. And he was having trouble getting it to him. And Devontae was getting frustrated. But football is a team game. You can't sometimes look at the number one receiver and be locked on him and try to get it to him by any means necessary. You have to rely on some of your other guys. You I felt he fell around. victim to that. Yeah, you, you got to spread, spread it around. It. And I felt he got too Adams happy. Yeah. Look at Tom Brady. Tom Brady spreads it around. There's no favorite. Now, he likes Antonio Brown a lot. I mean, <laughs> come on. I yeah. mean, he loves Antonio Brown. You know, who? so but he, he spreads it around. Gronk only got one, I think, one reception. But Gronk has big, really made big a catch. big difference on that line, though. When he plays tight end for blocking, Gronk, he's a beast on that blocking. And, and Gronk says he wants to come back for another season, too. So Tom yeah, will be back next year as well. So I, I'm super excited for the Bucks, and you know, if if they win a Super Bowl, and Brady's already says he wants to come back for another season, can you imagine them getting two Super Bowls in a row? And I think they can win this one this week when it's coming up um, after this weekend. I think they can honestly win this thing because if you break it down, and I think we can do a little breakdown now on the game coming up. Yeah, yeah, we can. And we'll we'll go back and forth on what we saw in the championship game. But I think it's extremely important for this. The Kansas City Chiefs line is missing two of their starters. They're missing two of them. So they've been plugging playing other guys on that line. So guess what? The Bucs, with their front line, they are going to absolutely destroy them. And when if you can double-team Tariq Hill, take him out. Now, Kelsey, someone's got to figure something out for that. I get that. I understand that. You can't cover everybody, but Tyreek Hill needs to be double-teamed. I don't care about Kelsey. Double-team him. Get If you can get a strong four-man rush and, and keep Mahomes – away from running out of that pocket, my goodness gracious, this could be the Buccaneers winning this Super Bowl. Yeah, I got. I have the Bucs winning this Super Bowl, and I have them winning it for a few reasons. Number one, I have them winning this game because of their defense. Not dissing Tom Brady or anything, but their defense has to step up just like they did against the Packers. They, they, you have to give your team chances. That's one thing that I would say that made me feel a little bit better when Brady was throwing those picks was that they wasn't getting much yards afterwards. They were just, throw, they were just trading the ball back and forth at that point in the game. The defense, Levante David and also Devin White, they have to do big. They're going to have uh, Whitehead back too. The defensive 
side of the ball has to be stellar. And I think they will be against the Chiefs. I also think the reason why the Bucks will beat the, the Chiefs is because they did play them recently. They played them in Week 12, which you normally don't play your Super Bowl opponent in most cases. They did play each other relatively soon. It was a close game. And also in that game, Tyreek Hill blew them up for like over 200 yards. I don't expect that to happen again. The Bucks going to have to, like you said, you're going to have to double-team Tyreek Hill. I know that you don't really want to put two guys on one guy, but there's no one person that the Bucks have that can really legitimately guard Tyreek Hill. He's, his nickname is Cheetah for a reason. The guy's just so fast. He's just Not incredibly just fast. He's very elusive. He's elusive. Yeah. And if you get him in space, you're done. So you've got to stop him somehow. And spying him is not going to work. This is not spying a running quarterback. You've got to legitimately put two people on him. If you don't, you're going to see what happened in the first um, quarter and a half with the Bucks. And going back to that Bucks game in Week 12, the Bucks could have beat the Chiefs if they did not screw up in that first half because they outscored them the rest of the game. They they technically beat them in the second half. If they would have had an extra half, you know, an extra, you know, you know, six seven minutes, they could have beat them. They could have beat them because they they figured that out that they got an issue. Now look at they can look back at the tape of the Atlanta Falcons. The Atlanta Falcons almost beat Kansas City at Kansas City. They shut Patrick Mahomes down that game. So they can, if you can take a little bit from your division rival, the Atlanta Falcons, and how to slow them down. Now, you can you stop them completely? No. I mean, I mean, it's like the greatest show on grass instead of turf. These guys are fast. They're very, they play very loose. But if you've got a good front four, like I said before, if you get that front four to put enough pressure on Mahomes and drop enough guys back and cover those guys, they can win this game. But you've got to score points just in case. You've got to get points on that board, and you cannot count on the defense is going to stop the entire game. So Tom Brady has to step up with that offense and play a really clean game, and they can win it. No, I'm absolutely right about that. Yeah, I mean, the defense has to step up big, but Tom Brady's got to be the GOAT. He's got to make those, those clutch throws. I don't feel as if – that's one advantage I feel the Bucks do have. I do feel as if they're going to offensively have opportunities against the Chiefs. I mean, you can't be reckless, of course. You can't throw interception picks and fumble the ball. But I do feel as if the, the Bucks are going to have opportunities on the offensive side of the ball, both running the ball and passing the ball. I think they'll have opportunities there. Now, um, they, they're going to – you know, Tom doesn't need to force the ball. The great thing is they're also going to have A.B. back. He'll be back for the game. Like as you mentioned, he's one of Tom's very good uh, receivers, and also he's, he's you know, it's a guy that you're comfortable with. I, I feel as if this Bucks game, this Bucks team can absolutely win this game. I, I don't know what the final numbers is as far as the last time I heard the Chiefs were favored by three points or so. I, I got the Bucks winning this game. I, I really do. I think the Bucks are going to win this game. I'm very confident in them winning this, this game. Another thing that I see that will happen 
Tom is going gonna, is gonna to play like a stud. I mean, he's going to make those throws. He knows that this is, this is a huge, huge opportunity for him winning another Super Bowl, number seven, going past Jordan, and then winning without Bill Belichick, the whole thing. I mean, we were talking about them making the playoffs and doing strong, making the playoffs. He has an opportunity to win a Super Bowl, and I think the front four are going to do great, and, and they're going to play a heck of a game. The Bucks players are really motivated to win this game at home. And Tom, yeah, and Tom Brady, he beat two first ballot Hall of Famers in Breeze and Rodgers on the road to get there, and he's in his 10th Super Bowl. Tenth. That's crazy. Yeah. That's the craziest thing. And he's been in fifteen championship games. Yeah, 15. that's just, that's remarkable. I think him winning this game is he's already in goat status. I just think he puts it in a situation where it's gonna be hard for somebody to come close. It really is. I mean, you win it for two different two different uh, divisions, AFC and NFC, and in. It's just it just puts him in a category all by himself by ten, and it just I think the Bucks have a very I mean they can't think that far down and they can't think about the records they gotta think about the Chiefs. One of the things I do think is going to happen though, I do think Andy Reid is a very creative play caller. He is going to come up with some funky stuff to throw the to throw the Bucks off offensively. Some weird looking plays. You gotta figure he's going to put in at least five or six of those type of plays to get a first down or touchdown or end arounds to get Tyreek the ball, even if he's double team in the open space. So the Bucks have to be aware of that too. But the the game they really need to really pay attention. They they understand which Bruce Arians does did say after the loss when they lost to the Chiefs that hey this guy, you know, he'll backpedal and throw the ball. They need to understand that he's he's gonna you're gonna have to play like you said a bit more coverage and rush the four guys and go with that. But I do think I got the Bucks winning this game. There's no doubt about it. I have the Bucks winning this game, and I say that yeah, clearly. I, I got the Bucks winning, and it's not because I'm a Bucks fan. I know it's not because you're a Bucks fan either, Alan. We're no, looking I, at we're, we're we're watching the games. They they won yeah, three road games. games. They won three road games. They beat the Saints after the Saints beat them twice, and the last time was a shellacking at Tampa. And then they yeah. to New Orleans, and they beat them. And honestly, they beat them pretty convincingly. If you think about it, Drew Brees, he's done. He should retire. I mean, it, it's time. His arm, you can just tell he didn't have a zip on the ball. And when you go back to the Green Bay game, uh, with the right back Rodgers, is that, is that the running back? them? Oh, I'm sorry, say it again? Who's the running back for Green Bay that got popped really hard? Was that Jones. Roger? Jones. I'm Jones. sorry, Jones. Sorry. Yes. So Jones, Aaron Jones. he got popped, he was done. Yeah, he got popped. He got hit so hard. And people are like, well, that's the turning point of the game. I don't think it's a turning point of the game, but you got to think about it. He got hurt on that play. And you can't blame him for fumbling that ball. He got hit so dang hard, anybody would have dropped the ball. Anybody would have dropped it. He got nailed with that helmet right to his ribs. And guess what? The ball came flying loose. And guess what? Bucks pick it up. 
And that's what the that's what it's about. If you can win the turnover battle and you don't turn it over, which the Bucks did turn it over a few times, but like we said, like I said earlier, two of those were like virtual punts, punt interceptions, if you think about it. That the if you win the turnover battle, you're gonna win playoff games. That's how it is. Because you're taking opportunities away from the other offense. If the Bucks can get Two to three turnovers in the Super Bowl and don't turn it over, they win. Guaranteed. End of story. They win. Because you're taking away possible scoring drives from the Chiefs. The Chiefs don't kick field goals, folks. They score touchdowns. So if you can prevent touchdowns, then you're going to win that game. It's it's pretty simple. But um, let, let's turn to Deshaun Watson and the absolute – utter chaos of the Houston Texans. What what are your thoughts on that, Alan? Because I think it's a complete absolute dumpster fire. Yeah, and, and you're absolutely right. It is a dumpster fire. And I put this all on the front office, and I put this all on the Texans. You have a situation where you have talented guys who want to win badly, and you are not giving them the pieces that they wish and want to help them win. You're actually detracting, letting them go. You let you let Hopkins go, and they forgave you for that, which was a catastrophic mistake. And you just are not giving them the tools and the pieces to show them that you really want to win. And that it gets frustrating. A guy can have success in the league, but they know that their window of opportunity to win a championship or win have a winning season and have multiple winning seasons diminishes, especially nobody wants to be a great player on a losing team. So they did not handle this situation well. It started off with J.J. Watt, and they, they didn't listen to him first, and now it, tra- it translated to their quarterback. They do not have a winning culture there, and they do not breed a, 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 management, a front off that shows the players that they really want to win. Talk is cheap. So I actually agree with Deshaun Watson in this, in this move. He's using his no-trade clause to go and basically ask for a trade, but he's only going to go to teams that he agrees to. The man wants to win, and I, I applaud him. And why I really applaud him, because he's made his decision that he's moving on. He's not being a, kind of like a disgruntled employee. He's just saying, you know what, I don't want to play here anymore. I want to go to another team. And kudos to Deshaun Watson. I blame this all on the front office and management with what's going on in Texans, and it's a dumpster fire, and they should grant the man his wish, and which I believe they will. They're going to move Deshaun Watson. We'll get into the teams a bit later, but what are your thoughts on what's going on in, in the Texans? I'm going to play devil's advocate for a second. I see both sides of the, of the coin here. First off, Deshaun Watson was promised he would have a seat at the table, not – not that he got to pick the coach, but he will be in the discussions, which if you promise somebody that you should honor the promise, which they did not. So that's bad on ownership, bad on management. That's number one. Number two, his, his favorite receiver, Hopkins, was traded. But after he was traded, Deshaun made the decision to sign a long-term extension with them. So that was kind of weird. If your favorite best target is traded, then I, I understand going for the money, Alan. Hey, the money's there. Go for it. 
But here's the thing. Deshaun Watson may not have all the leverage in the world that we really think he does have because he said he, when he signed that contract, they front-loaded and gave him a huge upfront amount of money, $70 million up front, which means if he retired today, he would owe them over $20 million, Alan. He would have to pay yeah. them back $20 million. So he's not necessarily in the best position. Maybe in the public's eye, he is because of all the stuff that's gone down. But financially, they do have him a little bit because you just can't pull an Andrew Luck and say, I retire. Because you know what? Hey, you still owe them over $20 million that they upfront paid you. But let's talk about teams for a second here. There's a lot of teams interested. Um, I think Adam Schefter um, reported around 18 to 20 possible quarterback moves in the offseason. Yeah. There's a lot of movement coming up, which is exciting. It's it's something to talk about, especially for the show, and it's exciting for fans out there, especially – think about it. If you get like a Tom Brady-type caliber quarterback that comes to your team and you got pieces, you might be in the Super Bowl. That might be the new thing now. Tom Brady might have started the – the the thing, hey, I'm going to go to a team and I'm going to look for the best possible way to win a championship. So we'll see how that goes in the future. But, Alan, who do you think are the top contenders for Deshaun Watson? And not only that, why did they have to give up to, to get him? Is that going to hurt the team if they give up too much? I really don't think it's going to hurt them – if if they give up too much, the, the Texans, unfortunately, are not a winning team in the NFL right now, and they're on the decline. They got a new coach, which, you know, I you know I give them credit. They got a new coach in there. But Deshaun Watson made his decision prior to the new coach coming in there. And teems are going to want Deshaun, John, uh, Deshaun Jackson, uh, Watson. They're going to want Watson because of his talent and his skill set. And he's the type of guy that – can actually bring a winning culture to a team with the right pieces. I believe with the right opportunity, Deshaun Watson is going to really flourish. So teams are going to really give, I think, very good opportunities to the Texans in return for Deshaun. I, I think it's going to be a situation where it actually might be a good thing for the, for the Texans in this regard a lot of time when a new coach comes in, you know how that cliche happens. They want to have their own quarterback. And the new coach will get his basically his wish, maybe not the way he wanted it, but he's going to get his wish because, to me, Deshaun Watson is as good as gone right now. And you're going to be able to get a lot of value for him. You know, he is a guy that I think at the right team, the right situation, you plug him in, your team could actually go to the playoffs. Right, right away. I don't see why not. He's a he's a talented quarterback. He can throw the ball accurately. He's a very he has a very smart football IQ. I don't think people take give him as much credit as they should. His football IQ is very very high. He doesn't you know he doesn't force the ball. He knows his receivers well, and he runs when needed. He's not one of these type of guys. You know, I think I think sometimes with Cam Newton, he just runs runs too much. And sometimes I even think Lamar Jackson runs too much. But Deshaun runs really when needed, but passes most of the time. 
I could see him plugging in with the Rams and bringing them to the next level. I could see him going to a lot of teams and making them so much better. But I do think Deshaun Watson is going to want to go with a team that's probably need a little help to get to the playoffs or already close to being playoff contention. I, I don't see him going to the Jets. I don't see him going to a team that he has to do that much work for them to be decent. I think he's going to go to a, an average to slightly aver- above average team. That's where I see him going at this point in his career. What are your thoughts on his possible land, landing spots? There's a few landing spots, but we got to think about – and here's the, here's the thing now, Alan. It's a business. It is a, it's, it's not just like you, you get, to get traded wherever. He's had a huge contract, huge, absolutely high on the salary cap. The salary cap is going to go down next year. There wasn't any fans, so the revenue sharing's down, so the salary cap's going to be down. So now you got to think of where can he fit into the salary cap. And not only that, what do the Texans really want for him? Because you get a generational quarterback there. He's won a national championship um, with um, Clemson. He's, he's a very good quarterback, even with a losing team at 4-12. and 12, I mean, tremendous numbers, um, yards and touchdowns. He's a really good quarterback. But here's the problem. When you look at Deshaun Watson, who do you trade him to? And if you trade him to a good contender, the picks you get back, they're not going to be that good. Allen, they're not going to be like top 10 picks. So let's say they traded him to Miami, for instance. Miami says, hey, listen, um, Tua, we don't have time for this. We'll give you Tua and the, th- and the third overall pick that you gave us for Laramie Tunsil. <laughs> we'll give you that one back. Yeah. But, I mean, is that – I mean – People say Bill O'Brien was an idiot. Bill O'Brien did not know it was going to be a, a complete dumpster fire and everything was going to fall apart, and that pick would become the third pick. If he knew that, he would have never done it. No one's going to yeah. trade for Larry Tunsil for a third overall pick. It's just not going to happen. So the Dolphins – okay, say the Dolphins got him. The Dolphins make the playoffs and go deep in the playoffs. You're looking at a pick in the 20s. You're not getting something like top five pick. Now, let's look at the Jets. Let's say they traded into the Jets. You would have to make a decision. Sam Darnold, is he going to stay there? He's under contract still. Can you move Sam Darnold somewhere else? Could you move him to maybe San Francisco? Um, Could you maybe package Sam Darnold with a pick to Houston? Or what are you willing to give up? Because if, if you're going to be bad with a really good quarterback, if you give them a bunch of first-round picks, and these first-round picks, Alan, people want these picks. One, because they're they could be on a five-year deal, and they're slotted, they're slotted positions. So as you go down through the round, they're lower pay. Like Lamar Jackson's barely making anything. He was a 32nd pick overall. He's making just a couple million dollars a year, I think, and he's a starting quarterback. So these picks in the first round are gold. And if you have a bunch of them, you can turn them into multiple second, third round picks, and you can get some decent running backs and decent um, and wide receivers. So you get to look at the teams that need the help, have a salary cap space to make it happen, and the team. Think about it. Does Deshaun Watson want to go to a team 
and trades for him and trades away every possibility of getting young talent in. So it's a double-edged sword. He wants out, but if he goes somewhere and they trade a bunch of stuff to get him, then you're just going to a team that's going to struggle because they got rid of all the potential high young talent in the first round or second round. So this this is just a really bad situation overall for Deshaun Watson. The Texans, it's a bad situation if a team pays too much. Now they're saying there was a rumor going around. Maybe the Jaguars trade straight up. I'll give you the number one pick for Deshaun Watson. Because guess what? Urban Meyer recruited Deshaun Watson, didn't get him, but he went on the Dan Patrick show and said that he, that Deshaun Watson was the one that got away. That was the one that got away that he really wanted was Deshaun Watson. So maybe Urban Meyer, I, I'm not saying he'd do it, but, you know, trade straight up. I'll give you number one. You can get um, the kid out of Clemson, and I'm not getting Deshaun Watson. I mean, that would be probably fair. Then Deshaun Watson's contract goes to Jacksonville, and the Texans get a young quarterback on a rookie deal where they can build their team up. So, I mean, that's an option as well. Yeah, that option actually sounds very, very enticing. I think that is going to be a great opportunity for him to go to Jacksonville. I could see him playing there. I also could see him playing for Miami and – Either one of those landing spots, I think he's going to do really well at. I think Deshaun Watson is a, is a very likable guy. He's a competitor. He wants to win. And I, I just think he's going to be a dynamic player for the, for the team that gets him. I think it's a great opportunity for, for a team to go ahead and grab Deshaun. But I do think at the beginning of this year, I do think he's going to, he's going to go to a team. I don't think there's any – turning back and playing for the Texans. I think that bridge has already been burnt up and it's gone. I think Deshaun Watson is pretty much going to be moving on. I don't see him playing for the Texans at all. So I think he needs to look for the best opportunity for him to win and be a success at and go with that team. That's, that's what I think. And I think those two options are great. I do think he does probably want to play for a warm state. I don't think you want to go from Houston Pretty nice weather to go and play in the cold. I mean, I think he will if he has to, but I think if he had his choice, he probably doesn't want to. So I, I wish Deshaun Watson the best, and I think he's going to move on. I'm thinking team in the South or, or, or the Southwest U.S. and possibly dome team. You know, get, a, get into at least a dome. Um, there, rumors are maybe the Saints get into, into play for Deshaun Watson. Breeze retires, but they are in a salary cap situation in, in New Orleans. Um, let's talk to some other quarterbacks here, because this is going to be a very interesting movement. Matt Stafford has agreed to be traded from Detroit. So where do you think Matt Stafford might end up? Matt Stafford, I think actually would be a, a good spot for him to get the team at least getting in the right direction and winning some games is actually the Jets. I think he'd be the a Jets? very good fit. Really? Yeah, I just think that the Jets need to have a guy that at least gives them a very good opportunity to start winning some games. You can't it's very tough for you to win one game in the NFL and then win the Super Bowl the next. It's just you have to kind of build up to that. 
having a goal of winning five or six games the next season is actually a realistic goal and a, ga- a goal that the Jets should look forward to. I think with Matt Stafford, you get that. You know, he's Matt Stafford, unfortunately, has been injured a lot the last few years. So he is not, I don't think, in the same position as Deshaun Watson as far as where they're at physically and their career. I just think he's he probably will he well the Rams are interested too. The Rams is a very good spot for him to land into. I think if he lands with the Rams, that will be a great opportunity for him as well. Probably even better opportunity if he does land with the Rams. But I just don't know if they're gonna give up Goff for Stafford. I, I don't know if they're gonna be that, that radical of a will take they won't take Goff. Goff's contract is really bad yeah. for them right now for, with the Rams. Uh, there's some really bad contracts out there. Goff's one. Carson Wentz in Philadelphia is another one. That's a really bad contract, too. They paid these guys way too early, and these guys are not going to renegotiate their contracts. And you gave them a lot of guaranteed money for not a lot of results. Um, so that's going to be a big issue there going forward as well. Yes, I agree. And, you know, at least you know with the Lions that he's going to move on. That's that's another pretty much that's a, a guarantee right there that he's going to move on from another team. There's going to be a lot of movement in the quarterback position definitely this year, probably more than most years that you'll see in the NFL. But there's a good opportunity for somebody to land somebody that can help their team win. For sure. Well, exactly. And, I, and I'm thinking just, um, you know, just going down the teams real quick just to say, hey, which teams do we think they're actually going to have a quarterback movement? I think that's going to be a very interesting thing coming up. And I just want to go over the teams real quick that we might be seeing move around. Um, NFC East, Buffalo, they got the quarterback, right, Allen? I mean, Josh yeah. Allen. They're, they're yeah, set for years to, come, years to come. Miami, they need a quarterback. They need one. I don't think Tua might Tua, – they're flip-flopping on Tua. They might have made a mistake. This might be another Josh Rosen, and they're just going to get off this guy quick. Uh, yeah, which I'm surprised. I think Tua is, is a very good quarterback. I mean, yes, it has been up and down for him, but it is – you know, this is what happens in the NFL. You don't normally just have success right away. But they've been flip-flopping on, on him a lot, and it's more been him seeing the bench a lot. So yeah. it, it, it's unfortunate for Tua. It's not stable for him. That's kind of hurt you in the NFL as far as when you don't get the playing time, you play a little bit, and you get the bench, you put so much pressure on yourself. When you do play, it's not a good way to get a rhythm. So for his sake, it might be a good thing for him to move anyway. Exactly. Um New England, they need a quarterback. <laughs> they need a quarterback. Yeah, New England, they need they need a quarterback. As much as I was rooting for Cam to have a, a very good season, the fact that they did not even make the playoffs, I just felt as if, you know, it's, Cam is very athletic, but you just cannot try to run the ball all the time as a quarterback if you want to win in NFL. You have to throw – and use the run as secondary and run when needed and make your offense get those first downs, but you can't just sit back there and try to run and outrun everybody two, two out of the three downs. I mean, just, it just doesn't really work for success for your team. 
So the Patriots, they need to get a quarterback. Yeah, and I think that the Patriots had a total of 10 throwing touchdowns the entire season. 10. Yeah. That that just doesn't cut it. How about the Jets? I know we talked about the Jets for a second. Um, Sam Darnold, I don't know. <laughs> I don't if, – if they can find somebody, he's gone. They'll, they'll, they'll move on from him. But Sam Darnold, he might do good in another situation. So I think someone would pick him up and use him as a starting quarterback. But we'll see about that. What do you think about the Jets again? Yeah, I definitely do think that the Jets do need another quarterback. I think they already shopping Sam Darnold. I know he did play and have a couple of good games, but it's just not been consistent enough, and he's had some opportunities. So I think the Jets are going to move. Unfortunately, Sam Darnold, they're going to move him. Yeah. Um, we got Pittsburgh. I think Ben wants to come back for another season, but you know what? They're in the market, man. They need somebody. And they were eleven and zero. That they ended up the rest of the rest of the season one and four. I mean, not good at all. When they got to the tougher competition, they did not show up. Big Ben's old. It's time to find a quarterback. I think they're in the market. I think they're in the market too. I, I just think that you know, Big Ben, as you mentioned, is getting up there and. The biggest thing they need to fix, I think, more than Ben, because I don't think Ben played all that bad, is just that they need to really work and get to their identity. They need to start manufacturing the running game again. I don't know why they went away from that. They just completely abandoned running the ball pretty much and just wanted to be an all-pass team. If you just pass all the time here in the NFL, it's just going to be leads to to tip balls and interceptions. You have to pick your your spots when it comes to passing. But with Big Ben, to your point, I think this is going to be Big Ben's final year. I think he does play another year. I don't think he's going to retire. I do see him playing next year, but I do think it's going to be pretty much his his last year. Yeah. Uh, Baltimore, they got Lamar Jackson. I think they're set for years to come. I don't think any issues there. What do you think, Alan? No, I don't think so. you got a guy who actually now is coming out and starting to play well in the playoffs. That was one Achilles Healy had. was not even so much not playing well in the playoffs, which is part of it. He didn't do well against teams that had a winning record. He was start, Now he's starting to get a couple of wins against team winning records. He got his first playoff win. So it's going to be uphill from here for Lamar Jackson. You definitely don't move that guy. He's on the rise, on the rise up. Um, I think Cleveland Baker Mayfield, he showed a lot this year. I think they're set at quarterback. What do you think? Yes, they definitely have said. I I agree with Baker Mayfield on this where the the Browns are trying to <laughs> – you know, rumor has it the fans want them to go after Deshaun Watson and trade Baker Mayfield for Deshaun. I don't think <laughs> – I think that's a pretty radical move. Baker Mayfield actually balled out this year. He had a very, very good year. He, his interceptions were way down. His decision weight was, was way better. The running game was working well. The, they had a great mix of the run and the pass. And they were, you know, they ran into the Chiefs. It's hard to beat the Chiefs, you know, which I think the Bucks are going to win it. But it is, it's not an easy task to beat the Chiefs. 
They lost to the Chiefs at Arrowhead. I think they had a very, very good season. The first time they won a playoff game in almost 20-something years, almost 20-something years. So, <laughs> yeah, so you know what? They have no team, no way to complain. Baker Mayfield is another quarterback that's starting to find a stride. He's on the way up. I, I would say they're safe for quarterback. Um, Cincinnati, I think they're set at quarterback. Um, unfortunately, he got injured, but um, I think they've got – their future right there. I do. I definitely do think they got their future. He did have an unfortunate injury. We wish him, you know, all the well, well wishes to get back, but I think they're good on quarterback. I don't think they need to, to make a move on quarterback. They just uh, need to add some more pieces. Exactly. Tennessee, I think they're set a quarterback. Um, they, they need to work on the defensive side of the ball, but I think they're set on quarterback. What do you think? Yeah, I think I think they're set at quarterback too. Ryan Tannehill is a is definitely you know he's he's up and coming too. You know he's maybe not the elite quarterback of the of the team, but he he makes good decisions. He played really well, and he's he's shown perplexity to run too. So, you know what? I would give him another shot. I wouldn't get rid of him. All right, uh, Indianapolis need a quarterback, so they're in the market. I think. Here's here's what this came up during um, a podcast I think or, or a radio show that I heard about where the owner of the Indianapolis Colts said he would welcome Andrew Luck back at any time. The feelers are out there for Andrew Luck. What do you think? Would Andrew Luck come back? You know, after what I I did not know that I did not hear that, but after what I heard as far as Andrew Luck's retirement. Speech and what he said, I would, I know what the owner said, and he would love to have Andrew Luck back. But Andrew Luck seemed like a guy that did not want to retire, but physically just could not do it anymore. He had so many setbacks with the injuries. He has a neck injury. He's had you know injury, then got rehab, then got another injury, and it was starting to pile up on him physically. I know what the, the what the owner's wishes are. But based on what I heard from Andrew Luck in his last speech, I think that's it. I don't see him coming back, and maybe that's a good thing that he doesn't come back so he can enjoy his retirement, enjoy his life post-NFL. You know, you, you, he's had some injuries where if you do get hit some more in the NFL, you can, it can be more serious, especially around the neck area. So for his safety and his enjoyment of life, I hope it, he just stays retired but that's my take on Andrew Luck. What is? What do you think? Um, I don't like to see him come back. I think he's a good. I think he's a great quarterback. <laughs> I, I think that they 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 failed him the first time around. They didn't protect him. Now they got now they got one of the best offensive lines in the entire league. They kept Philip Rivers upright. If you can keep that statue upright, <laughs> they can't move outside of the pocket. I think Andrew Luck would be very well protected. It's up to him, man. I mean, he, they need to talk to his two-year-old daughter and say, hey, Daddy, I want to see you play. That's where they're going to get him back on the field. But um, i like to see him come back. I think he was always a good interview. Um, I always like to hear him talking. He, he's just a funny guy. He's just a really funny, really talented guy. So wish him and his family well. If he came back, awesome. If he doesn't, hey – 
you got plenty of money. Enjoy your retirement. I mean, he's a smart guy. <laughs> yeah. Um, Houston, yeah, I agree. You know, Sean Watson situation. They're going to need a quarterback. Um, whatever they do, they need to make a move before the draft so they can get a pick and get get a quarterback. Um, Jacksonville need a quarterback. They got the first overall pick. I think they uh, they get um, uh, the kid out of uh, Clemson and uh, they go forward with that. What do you think? Yeah, I think they get the kid out of Clemson unless they get Deshaun Watson first. That's what I think. I think if they are able to jump in here quick and get Deshaun Watson, they maybe have to give their first-round pick. But I, I think it's a move you make. I, I think, you know what I'm saying, it's, it's good for Urban Meyer to go ahead and, and get the first-round pick. But, you know, just like anything in the NFL, it takes – it's a work in progress. Where's your guy, a guy that can come in, you add a couple of pieces to, and before you know it, your team could be in the hunt to maybe get the playoffs. So I, I've, if they don't get this on Watson, it, by the time the draft comes around, then yes, you go ahead and make the move and you get Trevor. That's well, what I look at it. So I think Jacksonville is actually sitting in a good spot. Yeah, you get Trevor, you get the rookie deal, you could build around them. You can get pieces. They got, I think, the most cap space in the NFL right now. That would be a tremendous move. I think they go for. I think they go for Trevor. They, they, it's just a smart move. The kid is almost can't miss, and he is. He was highly recruited, also by uh, Urban Meyer. Urban Meyer knows these kids. He knows all about them. He's got connections in the college scene still. So I think he goes for him for sure. Um, Kansas City, they're set. Come on. I mean, they gave a yeah. half billion dollars to him, <laughs> Patrick Mahomes. I mean, <laughs> yeah. um, how about um, Las Vegas? Derek Carr? I don't know if um, John Gruden is completely set on him. Yeah, I don't think he is set on him. I mean, that's the thing. He's 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 kind of waffled a bit on him and. But one thing that the Bucks can learn from him is how to beat the Chiefs. They need – I'm glad – to your point, the, the Bucks need to watch that game against the Raiders because they're right now the only team that beat them. And they were losing in the beginning part of the game, and the, that being the Raiders, and the Raiders came back and won the game. And they need to take a page out of that book to see how to beat the Chiefs. But I do – I agree with you. I don't think uh, – I think that's a good opportunity for another quarterback. Deshaun Watson could come in there and do yeah. a great job. You got pieces there. They you got, got pieces really there. You got a great running. Uh, you got a great uh, running back, and you also have a great tight end too. Yeah. So and it's it's a good place. And guess what? No state tax. It's <laughs> <So laughs> <laughs> there. No state tax. I mean, you know, you're saving money right there. Um, the the Chargers, they're set. They got a great quarterback. I don't think there's any issues there at all. What do you think? Yeah, I don't think there's any issues there at all. I just think they just need to get Eckler back, get him healthy, maybe look to add a couple other pieces around him. But yeah, I don't, I don't think there's a quarterback issue there at all. I think they're going to be. I think the Chargers are going to be the sleeper team in that division. That division is pretty stacked. If you think about it, Vegas, Kansas City, um, and the Chargers, pretty stacked. Um, how about Denver? Denver needs a quarterback, man. They need one bad. Yeah, they do, and that would be a great landing spot as well for Deshaun. 
me go ahead and then that would be a great opportunity for him. I think. Yeah, exactly. And then, um, oh, how about? I think, I think we have somebody on the line here. Let me just double check that here. Give me one second. Still there, Matt? Yep, I'm here. Okay, okay, yeah, yeah. I think we have somebody holding on the line now. Oh, let's bring him on. Okay, I see you now. Let's bring him on. Uh, we got a caller from the 973. Uh, what's going on tonight? Oh, good evening, gentlemen. Hello. Good evening. How you doing? All right. I, I just I just uh, found this. Uh, I just found your show on the uh, Blog Talk site. I think I've been here before, actually. Yes, yes. Is Lou? Yes. Oh, you remember? Yes, yes. How you doing, Lou? Yeah, you don't have a fan club with me tonight. <laughs> oh, <boy. laughs> yeah. All right. Well, I don't know. Andrew Luck was pretty upset when you know uh, he. Yeah, and he doesn't look like he even wants to, wants to come back. So uh, I I don't know. I I don't think it's I don't think it's going to happen. Okay. So yeah, you, you don't feel as if Andrew Luck is going to make a comeback and try to give it a go, even with the owner saying that he's he wants him back. Yeah, I don't think so. I guess let's say he's run out of luck. Oh. <laughs> luck is run out of I've luck. I've been saving that. I've been saving that one. Yes. <laughs> I mean, what do, what do you make you think that it's over for luck? Do you think it's because of the health, or you think that luck is just not going to even entertain it? It's his health. You know, one injury after another. He's taking it being like, okay, I don't want to end up with. I don't want to end up with a wheelchair before I'm forty. So uh, you know, I'm. I'll quit while I'm ahead. For some people, that's smart. I mean, if you're getting banged up and you're not, you know, a contending team, like, one of my risks might help for it, so I'm getting out of here. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I think uh, with, with Andrew, he's he's definitely a talent, but I the way that I had it, I watched his whole press conference when he did make the, you know, when he made the announcement and then I watched it when he actually was making his speech at retirement and I got the impression the same impression that he sounded like he went through a lot physically he went to a lot more details during the press conference about what he had to go through mentally and physically no, I knew I missed something. the press conference I knew I missed it uh... yeah yeah that that was uh, yeah. when he was retiring I just got the impression right. from him to, to your point that he was pretty much he was pretty much going to stay retired physically because yeah. of it. But uh, you know, with, yeah, we kind of thought it was going to happen. Yeah, and you know, Lulu, I'm glad you called in. I wanted to get your input on oh, who thanks. you thought is going to win the uh, the Super Bowl. Gee, I was going to say it for next week, but okay, I'll go for it now. Um, you may think I'm crazy to say about this, but I think I'm going to go with Kansas City. <laughs> okay, Kansas City. Wow. Mm-hmm. So what are your thoughts on Kansas City going out here and winning it? You think they're My just going to – Well, uh, yep. Well, I do expect to see a, a very high close-scoring game. I mean, this is not going to be a run by either team. Okay. So you know, I'm not you – know, yeah, I mean, you yeah, know. I think I think you're right. It's it's going to be a close scoring game. It's not it's 
it's not going to be a blowout, I don't think, on either side either. No. I think these teams are too good definitely for, for it to be a blowout on either side. Yeah, I mean, if, I mean, assuming that, you know, that Tampa has both of its weapons, namely Brady and Gronkowski, it should make it for a highly entertaining game. And, you know, that's what, you know, that's what they need because without one or the other, then it'd be, then it'd be a disaster. Because think back to last year, um, when Brady was with the Patriots, and they didn't do, and they didn't do well. So, you know, you're not going to do well with one without the other. That's a given right there. If both yeah. players are in, it should be a more competitive game. But if, you know, if Brady or John Cross you gets out for some odd reason, you know, maybe they get hit by a bulldozer or something or whatnot, um, it should be a fairly clean game because they can't do it without without both players. No, you're absolutely right. You just you just can't. I mean, the 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 Chiefs they they're the defending champs, and one thing that they really got to watch out for is Tyreek Hill. I think Mahomes and Tyreek Hill, especially Tyreek Hill, they got to do something about Tyreek Hill because he really exposed the Bucks last time. Yeah. Yeah. So it's going to be a great game, and definitely uh, we'll be tuning in and. And I'm glad that you gave us your input today and let us know who you think is going to win. So Lou's got the Chiefs. We'll see how it works out. And and definitely we look forward to hearing from you in the, in the next the next show. We really appreciate you calling in tonight, Lou. That's Lou from Jersey joining us, telling us something. Yeah, that's definitely. Um, that's let's awesome. Get the, let's get through the rest of the NFC real quick on our quarterback thoughts. Then um, – We'll wrap this bad boy up tonight. Um, I think Washington, they need a quarterback. Uh, I don't know if they're going to draft. Maybe Cam goes to Washington. (laughs) Yeah. I I can see that. Ron Rivera bringing Cam in. Um, I mean, that might be a good thing. Get him on a decent deal and do that. I think the Giants uh, with Jones, I, I think they're set at quarterback there. This goes to the Cowboys. What in the world are they going to do there, Alan? What's going to happen? Sound from what I've been checking into, it does seem as if the Cowboys are going to go back to Dak and basically try to work something out with him. I think they've learned that Dak is actually a lot more valuable than they may have thought. He's actually turned out to be a lot more valuable than a lot of people thought because when Dak went, You've seen, uh, you know, they're always saying, is it Dak or Ezekiel? When Dak stopped playing, the Cowboys really went down south, and they just really plummeted. Even Ezekiel's play really, really went down. So he's shown his value, not the way you wanted it to, but now they see what they've been missing. So I think the Cowboys make amends with Dak, and they probably go back and give him what he wants. I think he's going to get a a very lucrative contract. I think – I think Jones is going to actually reconsider and give him a good deal. I don't think you're going to let let him go. That's my input and what I'm feeling from what's going on. What are your thoughts? Here's two thoughts. One, Dak is a really good quarterback. He is. He's really good. The Cowboys blew a perfectly good moment where they had him on an extremely low contract. They should have won at that point. But I blame that on Jerry Jones 
I do not blame that on Jason Garrett. That was not Jason Garrett's fault. Jason Garrett went to New York to be the offensive coordinator. They looked pretty decent. And guess what happened with the Cowboys? They absolutely imploded. They were better off with Jason Garrett than their current coach. So, um, but here's the thing: what are you going to give? What are you going to give him for for a contract? That if you give him forty plus or around forty million a year, what what are you going to be able to afford? They've got a terrible Ezekiel Elliott contract right now. It's awful. It is one of the worst contracts in the NFL right now. They paid him before they paid Dak. That makes no sense. You pay the quarterback first. If you've got a franchise quarterback, you always pay them first. You can get running backs there a dime a dozen. You can get running backs. You can have a two-headed monster or a three-headed monster in the NFL. And after five years, they're done. It's not like the 1990s and early 2000s, right, Alan? With these running no, backs. No, it's not. You will you, not you to. see another Emmett Smith. You will not see another Barry Sanders. LaDainley Tomlinson. You will not see any of these anymore. Look at Le'Veon Bell. Le'Veon Bell is supposed to be the next greatest thing. He's a backup in Kansas City. He can't even barely see the field. So these running backs, five years, you turn and burn them, and you move on to the next one. That's how it is. It is if you can't catch a ball out of the backfield in this NFL as a running back, and you can't protect during passing, you are done. And I'm sorry, Ezekiel Elliott, if they can cut him, they should cut him because he is, he is terrible right now. That is a bad, bad contract. Yeah, and I hate to see that. I hate to see Ezekiel go through this. But he just lost all of his confidence. On top of it, he doesn't have any much of an offensive line to help block for him. He doesn't have Dak. He doesn't have much of anything. And be careful what you wish for because this is what you – Ezekiel wanted to be the man, and obviously it was too much for him. It was too yeah. much. And be careful what you ask for and what you wish for because now you're the focal point. You're right. At the running back, now you have to do a lot in the NFL. You have to block really well. You have to be able to catch out in the backfield. You have to be able to manufacture your own offense and run the ball. You have to be able to play a lot of hats as, as a running back in the NFL, and it's not easy. You need somebody else who can help you offensively, the quarterback, making them plays on his own, and feeding you the ball. But sometimes being a man is is more of a burden than you think. And I hate to see Ezekiel go through it, but it's a definitely a learning process for him. Exactly. Philadelphia, Wentz, that contract is awful. They got Jalen Hurts there. If Jalen Hurts is better, which I think he is, you play Jalen Hurts. But they got the um, – I guess they got the offensive coordinator from – or the quarterback's coach from, uh, uh, from Indianapolis to be the coach. So – I don't know if Wentz can be fixed, but I think if you can get rid of him, you get rid of him. The contract is awful. Yeah, I agree. I think I think it's time for them to move move ways with Wentz. You've seen this kind of coming on as towards the end of the year. I think the writing's on the wall. 
you start Jalen and you move Wentz and you try to get some value for Wentz. But I think his, Wentz started – he already started his last game in, in Philly. I think he's he's moving on. I think Green Bay set. Rodgers, he'll be fine. Um, Chicago, Trubisky. Trubisky looked a lot better. But he did. I don't, he I don't sure know. Did. I mean, you got to give the kid a chance. You can't just keep on benching the kid. The kid was winning games. He had a better winning percentage than Foles. So I mean, I think Trubisky stays. They they put a they try to work something out with him. There's no better option. I think he's he's good for them. He's a good quarterback. I think he really honestly is. Yeah, I agree. I think he is. He's actually came along, and you know what? The receivers did. They dropped the ball. There was a there's a ball that should have been a touchdown. Dropped. I mean, Trubisky put it right on the money. They need to get somebody else out there to help Allen Robinson. I think. I just think. I, I Trubisky showed a lot towards the end of last year, and I wouldn't be so quick to move him. I saw him coming around. And he made some really nice throws. His receivers did not help him out in that championship game. Yeah, you have to look at that. You have to look at how these how these quarterbacks are throwing. If their receivers are dropping it, it's not the quarterback's fault. If they saw the money, you need to get pieces around that quarterback. That's the key. Minnesota, I think Cousins is going to stay. I think Cousins is a really good quarterback. I think he is. But you got to make sure you got pieces around him. So I think they keep him. And we know with Detroit, Stafford's gone. They're going to draft somebody. So I don't know what they're going to do, but they definitely need a quarterback in Detroit. They sure do. They sure do. They need a, they need a quarterback in Detroit, and and I think they're going to they're going to find one somehow because Matthews is is pretty much gone. His last game yep. has already been played. New Orleans. I think Drew Brees is going to retire sometime over the summer coming up before the draft. He'll retire. So they're going to need somebody there. I do not think um, – now, maybe James – now, I heard that they like, really like Jameis. Maybe Jameis stays, and Jameis becomes the, the, the starting quarterback on a, on a very um, team-friendly contract, um, about $20 million a year. I mean, if you could do $20 million a year um, – Couple year contract, get some pieces around him. I think you do really well, but um, I, I don't see the kid out of BYU. I, I call him a kid; he's thirty years old. Uh, the <laughs> what's his name? The tight end guy. <laughs> oh, <laughs> but he's not going to be the starting quarterback. Um, Tampa yeah. Bay, I, they're set with Brady for at least next year. I think they're good there. Carolina, they need a quarterback. And honestly, dark horse situation, Deshaun Watson to Carolina. Carolina's got some draft picks to give up. I think that would be a really good fit there. I agree. I think he'd be a very good fit in Carolina. He'll also have, hopefully, you know, what ended up happening is that he'll get that opportunity because, you know, it didn't work out as well as I thought it was going to in Carolina with their quarterback situation. And, he would be actually a very good addition to that team to, to go ahead and go to Carolina. I think, I think it's a great landing spot for him. Think about it. In a few years, if he went to Carolina, New Orleans needs a quarterback, 
Tampa Bay's going to need a quarterback. And Atlanta's going to need a quarterback. Carolina in two to three years may be in a really good spot. They could flip this division if you if you really think about it. Um, Atlanta, uh, Matt Ryan. I like Matt Ryan. I think he's a really darn good quarterback. I think he's completely underrated. He's always under the radar because it's the Atlanta Falcons. <laughs> but if he goes anywhere else, let's say he gets put on a contender. Let's say he goes to San Francisco or something like that. I think San Francisco will be one of the favorites to win that division. Or he went to the Rams. Put him somewhere with some dang talent in a defense that can stop somebody. I think Matt Ryan would shine in another system. Yeah, I think you have to find him the right system, and you have to protect a guy like Matt Ryan. If you can protect him and you can keep him protected, he's a guy who can pick you apart because he'll find a guy. He's an MVP. He won the MVP. Yeah. He was in the Super Bowl. He almost won it. He almost won a Super Bowl. So I think maybe San Francisco reunited with Shanahan. Hey, San Francisco would be in a really good position. So let's talk about San Francisco real quick. Um, Garoppolo, he wins games with them. I think they might keep him. What's your thoughts? I, I think they might keep him too, which is shocking because you would think that this guy would have been halfway out the door by now, but you know, based on what's out there in the market, unless you're going to get Deshaun Watson, it really is a big drop-off from there. And I think he has a shot to come back and help the team win. And they really need to get back on track because San Francisco has really been – you went from one, you, which I still believe they should have won that Super Bowl, falling so far off the tree to where they're at. So pick up the pieces, get Galapro back out there, and start winning some games. Yeah. I mean, they're they're close. They have a lot of injuries. These guys come back healthy, and they have – even Garoppolo, if he comes back healthy, I think they'll be in a good position. Arizona, I think they've got, the, they got their quarterback. They're 8-8. Eight and eight. I don't know if the Cliff Kingsbury air raid offense will continue to be successful. They started really hot, but they ended flat. But we'll see. Rams, they need a quarterback. Golf is not the answer. Yeah, you're right. I mean, I just think, man, if they could land Deshaun Watson in there, that would automatically Oof. put them as a contender. Yeah. You know, but I, that's, don't, that's, but I don't think they've got enough room for that. Golf's contract is terrible. You can't cut him. If you cut him, you got so much dead cap that you won't be. I mean, you're just really just throwing away a season. And you can't throw away a season. <laughs> not in L.A. That's just not acceptable in that town. Um, you right. Yeah. <laughs> Seattle, they're set. They're set for many years to come. But as we can see through all these teams in the NFL, there is a lot of movement that's going to happen. I am personally super excited to see these young quarterbacks get drafted, see where these dominoes fall in, in this, um, you know, season coming up. Um, I can see the fans back in the stands um, this next NFL season. Um, the COVID vaccines are being distributed. I think by the time we get to the next season, um, we're seeing fans in the stands now. Um, I 
I think we're going to have around 22,000 at Super Bowl, which is it, it's more fans than we've had in any other stadium. Um, so I think yeah. that we're, we're, we're on the right path. And I think by the start of next football season, we're going to see fans in the stands. And we're going to get back to kind of more normalcy in our sports, which I think we all want to see that. Um, it's it's not just huge for the for the teams; it's huge for local economies. But, you know, the vendors that go in, the restaurants around the stadiums. Um, it, it's huge, especially in these in these like Tampa Bay. It's huge. It's a huge thing. Um, Green Bay, it's a huge thing, um, especially in these um, smaller markets that really depend on teams like Jacksonville. There could be a lot of excitement in Jacksonville. They're going to get Trevor Lawrence, and they're and they got Urban Meyer as a coach. Um, there's going to be a lot of excitement coming up this this next season. I am super hyped for it. Yeah, I agree. I definitely hope that you know things start to get a little bit better and and open up. But you're right; it'll be twenty thousand plus fans and most they've had and I still don't think we're we're a ways away from things being normal normal but it's getting a little bit better which is always a, a positive thing exactly and I am looking for positive things in our sports our sports is something that um, helps us um, get through things and when sports started coming back um, that was just a, that was a good sign of some normalcy back in our country in our world um Alan, I want to say thanks for inviting me on, man. I always appreciate um, the opportunity to talk sports with you. Um, and for Aaron, hope you feel well soon, brother. And uh, we'll, uh, we'll see what happens next week, man. If you need me next week, I'll jump right back in and help you all out. Hey, absolutely. It's always a pleasure to have you fill in. I definitely wanted to send our condolences from the Alan Aaron Sports Talk Radio Show for John Chaney and his family and, his, and definitely – prayers for him and his fortunate passing and, you know, the great coach. And, yes, and on that note, stay safe out there, everybody. Thank you for listening and supporting our show. We really appreciate you. Appreciate Matt for filling in for Aaron. I hope Aaron gets a lot better. Many prayers for him. And we'll talk some more on the next show. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Don't forget, subscribe, Block Talk Radio. For the latest Alan and Eric Sports Talk Radio show. Thanks so much for listening. Have a great evening.